Are you a service-based business owner looking to increase profits to fund your lifestyle? Well, this podcast is for you. We bring you inspirational guests sharing actionable tips to solve many of the struggles you face each and every day. And now, over to your host, Paul Higgins. Welcome to the Build, Live, Give podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. And if you enjoy it, please subscribe. If you're a regular, thanks for your support. Love to get your feedback at paul at buildlivegive.com. It means the world to me when you do. Welcome to Take Notes, but there are fully transcribed show notes as well. Our guest is someone who had a very successful career in media and entertainment by working hard and smart. Her last role on paper was absolutely perfect, but the reality saw her leave corporate. Over the last 10 years, she's provided marketing strategy consulting to some of the biggest brands on the block whilst quietly building her own platform. The tables have now turned, thank goodness, and you will hear her talk about her passion, her passion about supporting women entrepreneurs. So why listen? Her expert advice on how to create content as a thought leader. Two, how to launch a successful podcast and three killer tips to run your next online event. They also mentioned their upcoming online conference during the interview. So now I'll hand it over to Adrian Garland from She Leads Media. Welcome, Adrian Garland from She Leads Media to the Build, Live, Give podcast. Great to have you on, Adrian. Hello, Paul. So great to be here. Yeah, look, I know we've you know missed each other a couple of times, and uh, I'll, yeah, I'm just so excited to have you on. I think what you do is fantastic. We're going to learn a lot more about that during the show. But why don't we kick off with something your family or friends may know about you that we may not? Okay, yeah, this was a this was a little bit of a tricky question to think of, um, and I, I'm going to go deep real quick. So. Something that maybe people in my professional life might not know about me is that, um, you know, when I was uh, six, my father passed away. And um, it's something that, you know, is very difficult to sort of live with, but it's something that also uh, drives me very much. So, yeah, I, uh, it, it's unfortunate. He was only 33 years old. He had a sore throat one day, and three months later, he died he, from leukemia. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how many siblings? I have uh, one brother who's uh, 13 months older than me. We're Irish twins. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> well, look, my, um, my, my mum's dad passed when she was 12. So, and her and her brother. So they were incredibly, uh, incredibly close. But yeah, I could only imagine how difficult that would have been for all of you, but in particular, uh, your mum raising two children. Yeah, from such a, an early age, but um, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Really, really appreciate sure. it. <laughs> I, I wanted to kick it off on a you know <laughs> a high note. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Well, we'll definitely get some more laughs from from here. But uh, yeah, that, that's really un, unfortunate. So, um, look, I, I know you've had a, a great career. You've worked at you know multiple you know businesses, cable vision, PR, Newswire, PwC, and now into what you're doing which we will definitely talk more about. But why don't you just talk to me a little bit about your career and, and why you started what you, you do now? Sure. Uh, yeah, I had a, a 
absolutely terrific career in sort of the the media entertainment technology realm. Uh, I got into that after working in financial services when I just graduated from college. And I went back to school to get my MBA in finance. And it was sort of, um, it was in the 90s. And there were a lot of things that were going on at uh, some different brokerage houses and investment banks in, in New York. And I just didn't want to be in that world anymore. So sort of halfway through my MBA, I uh, switched majors, got into marketing, and I never looked back. Um, uh, I worked in the companies that you mentioned in product development, in uh, product strategy, and direct marketing. And I, you know, rose through the ranks, and I, 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 I sort of moved from company to company, and with increasing responsibilities and everything. And I, I worked really hard. Um, I'm very passionate about what I do. I'm always looking to, you know, improve and, and strive for more. Uh, and so I, I arrived at this incredible position on paper at PricewaterhouseCoopers. And uh, I, I always say it was the best job on paper and worst job that I ever had. But I'm grateful for the PwC role because it pushed me uh, into entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, and so my company is called She Leads Media. I started it in 2010. I had a different name, a little bit of a different approach. And for the last 10 years, I have been an entrepreneur uh, and have really been trying to find my way. One of the other things that I do right now that I absolutely love, probably, well, not more than She Leads, but I love it, is uh, I am also an adjunct professor at the NYU Tisch Center for Hospitality, where I teach business plan development and entrepreneurship. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, there's a, quite a few things to unpack in that. So the first thing is, you know, you talked about direct marketing. So, you know, direct marketing when you did it versus direct marketing today, what have you seen some of the biggest changes in, in that area? It's a whole new world, right? So at Cablevision, I was in charge of putting together the direct marketing plan. And we sent out millions of mail pieces every single month to acquire new subscribers, to you know communicate with them, to get them to upgrade. Um, and we were always testing to see, you know, what was the mail piece that would garner the most inbound calls. So I think with marketing in general, principles hold, right? But just the tactics and the methods are very different. So back then, we tried to segment customers into different groups and then come up with creative executions that would prompt somebody to act. I think in today's digital world, it's the same um, objective, right? You, you, you want to speak directly to somebody. You want to present them with, a cop, with copy or uh, an offer that prompts them to connect with you in some way. Um, but it is radically different today than it was back then. We have more information. We have more ways of identifying people. And it's, it's really complex. And, you know, in addition to all of that, there are so many 
different products, services, on and on, vying for your attention. It's mm. it's maddening now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if we're all overwhelmed as a consumer, that's got to mean that uh, most marketing uh, departments are, are probably the same. And, and you talked about PWC. Wasn't, you know, the, the idea role that you thought it would be. Just talk a little bit about the transition and, you know, what were some of the biggest hurdles when you first uh, launched She Leads Media? You know, the I had a sense of myself when I left uh, PwC. I I had a lot of I had a lot of confidence in myself and my abilities because I got to where I was on my own. Um, not that there weren't people that helped me and encouraged me, but I didn't have you know somebody laying out the path for me. I didn't have you know the the old boys network. I really did work hard and smart um, to get where I was. So I thought, well. You know, I got this far on my own starting a business. How hard can that be? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like so wrong. And even today, one of the things that I have learned is that who who you are like what your identity is 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 sort of the first step in getting into the mindset of of being an entrepreneur so one of the biggest hurdles i would say is my identity i had to sort of shed the identity of corporate executive you know getting things done and adopt the mindset and the persona and identity really of entrepreneur and, oh, I just, I made so many mistakes. Yeah, look, you, you, yeah, I'm sitting here nodding. I know we haven't got video on, but yeah, I was the exact same. And that identity, like, you know, I work for Coca-Cola. You know, there's not too many bigger companies in the world. So, of course, every time you said, you know, someone would say, what do you do, who you work for? I'd avoid mm-hmm. it like the plague because someone would want a job, someone would, you know, want free product. You know, oh, can you just, Provide some product for my local school. You know, if I heard that once, I heard it a billion times. And you're right. The first time I went to a networking event, I'm like, hang on, it's going around the room. It's 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 finally going to hit me on what you do. And I've got no idea what I do. You know, I yeah. left to be a coach and consultant, but I, I still don't really know. And it sounds like you had a, a similar thing in it. And out of all the interviews I've done, no one's really hit that on the head. But I think yeah, that for me was one of the biggest challenges. So it's one of the biggest challenges. How did you overcome it? I still am working on it. I, I really, <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> on, you know, really honestly, I am, and um, I I think I didn't I didn't realize I didn't have a realization that having that identity is like important. Mm-hmm. So after years and years of of not getting to where I wanted to be, I started to look at like all different aspects of my business. Like, was it the product? Was it the service? Was, you know, was it all of the things from a business perspective? And once I realized it wasn't all of the things, you know, the only thing that was left was like me. So I, I held a mirror up to myself and I'm like, what are what are you doing or not doing how are you getting in your way? And it was because I approached everything as a corporate marketing executive would. And that just didn't work in this world of entrepreneurship. So I would say, and this is, 
you know, I hate to admit this because I'm proud, but, you know, I really didn't even come to that realization until I would even say the last, you know, year. And I think that I held on to the identity because part of my business was marketing consultant. And so I would go into corporations where I had been before and I would be a successful marketing consultant because I I knew their language and I, I knew how to operate in that. And so that was the piece of my business that did very well. But the the She Leads conferences and some of the She Leads services, that was the part of the business that wasn't doing well. And so I sort of compensated, you know, and and because it all went into it all goes into the same pot at the end of the day. So I, you know, nobody needed to know that. <laughs> the She Leads conferences weren't profitable because I was profitable on my marketing consulting. So when COVID sort of struck, um, well, just to back up a tiny bit, I used to do a lot of work for bigger companies and I did well. And then I thought She Leads Media is all about women and I really should be working with smaller women businesses to help them to implement all of the great marketing tactics and sales and business development and all of it. And so I shifted my business away from the corporate the corporate clients and toward smaller women entrepreneurs. And it was a mistake because this is a sweeping statement. Many times women entrepreneurs don't have the same type of budget as corporations do. And so I ended up giving so much of my time and energy and getting next to nothing in return. And I wanted to serve these women because I I love them. Yeah. Look, that is so, uh, so common. I'm sure, you know, everyone listening at the moment, majority would be nodding their head. That is because, you know, I I made a similar pivot from corporate to, to small business went too small and now have sort of gone up. But I think that's something very common, that identity, the way that you operate as a corporate, you know, so you can definitely add value there, but the lead cycles, the the complexity, and I don't know for you, but, you know, what I get the sense of PwC wasn't, you know, a great ending. You sort of realise that, unfortunately, that's the case in a lot of corporates these days. So there's a lot of corporations and people, you know, listening out if you're in a corporate, you know, and you love it, that's great. But I know for me, it was like day and night once I got into my own business and could make my own decisions and not, you know, all the politics and everything was uh, crazy. But, you yeah. know, you already started talking about She Leads Media. So, you know, we'll move into the build section. So when someone says, you know, what do you do at She Leads Media, how do you best describe that? It's, it's evolving too. So uh, She Leads Media truly is a platform for women that they can learn and grow in getting their thoughts, ideas, and opinions out into the world. And the way that we help them do that is we offer them in-person conferences and events and now live events too, um, our podcast network that really promotes women's thoughts, ideas, and opinions through this medium, which I love. Um, And in hopefully, you know, the future, other media that gets women's voices out there. So She Leads Media helps to promote women's voices, thoughts, and opinions. Great. And and when you say platform, just take us a little bit 
bit more as to what that would what that is what what do you mean by platform sure so uh for example i have a community uh a private community it's not on facebook it's on a completely different platform um where i bring women together and encourage them to uh clarify their message and to uh you know get writing, get producing, create content that moves people and makes them think. So it's a combination of bringing people together, creating this opportunity and platform for them to learn and then to take that learning and go out into the world with it. So the events, the in-person events, we bring experts in a variety of different areas together with women like me um, who are looking to learn how to do things so that they can set themselves up for success. So when I talk about the platform, it's sort of the conferences they're a platform for exchange of ideas and building of community. The podcast network is a media platform that allows women to create content and push that content out into the world. The eventual, you know, She Leads YouTube channel is another platform that allows women to, to get their, you know, their thought leadership out, but in a different form. So the platform is is the is the thing and then the different aspects of it is the manner with which they get those their ideas out into the world. Okay. Great. And you know, you talked about creating content and how important that is. What what do you know about creating content that many others miss? Man, uh content is a beast, right? It's a hungry beast <laughs> that can never be satisfied. Um, I would say that it's really important to create quality content specifically for the audience that you're looking to engage with. So as a small business owner, you don't want to just be putting out articles that have SEO terms in it in order to draw people to you. That's certainly a tactic. Um, and a lot of people do it and, and people are successful. But I think and I want to encourage everybody, not just women, but to put out quality content that that educates, that helps people to learn, and that attracts the right people to the, the, you know, the business or yourself, if you're a thought leader, um, and to sort of stop some of the, the nonsense content that's out there. It's a lot of filler and not a lot of substance. Mm. And can you give me some examples of what you think that is? You know, I think um, some filler content, and not that it's not useful, because sometimes you do just want a quick hit of something um, that can provide a lot of value. Um, but, you know, all of these articles that are like the top 10, the top five, you know, it's just a lot of, um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's it's a lot of filler. My, my Australian friend, um, we talk about burritos and he thinks that like, it's, it's a lot of burrito, right? It's a lot of like rice and beans and not a lot of chicken. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of burrito content out there. Um, 
And I don't know if I can give a specific example, but um, just off the top of my head, somebody that I was just interviewing for my podcast, uh, her name is Leslie Jane Seymour. And she actually is an ex-editor of very, um, you know, well-known magazines like uh, Young Miss and Moore Magazine, defunct now. Um, But she started a business called Covey Club, where she brings together women that are in in the reinvention phase. So they're sort of like in the, the second or third chapter of their lives. And she creates community and content that is specific to that demographic and psychographic of women. And and the way that she creates that content is not just like what she wants, but she does surveys. She talks to these women. And so she puts out different types of content, articles, events, um, gatherings that are specific and give these women what they're looking for when it comes to learning how to sort of be in the world in the second phase of their life. Yeah. And, and look, I think it's so important. I, um, I had someone review my podcast the other day. Um, Tracy Hazard. Um, it, it was great. I was on her podcast and then she basically reviewed it. And, you know, she said, what, what makes you binge worthy? And I said, I try to give practical value you know, especially in the solo shows. But when I'm asking all these questions, I'm trying to think of what can a listener go and take away where I'm like you, you know, we spend a lot, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. You know, that's where uh, most of my audience is and I do a lot of content, but I want someone to take it away. Whereas I think, you know what, I've just read your post and it's just your version of what everyone else has done a version of in the past. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love that saying of, you know, uh, the filler, it, it is, it's just filler and uh, I think it's it's not great. So on the flip side, so, you know, good quality content. So which are the platforms at the moment uh, for, you know, small business uh, women in particular that are working really well? What, like where where is, you know, what's good content look like and what are the right platforms to be on other than yours, of course? Yeah, other than she leads. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, I do think that LinkedIn is a bit of an untapped resource, although lately I have been seeing a lot of filler content and things that I don't think are necessarily quote unquote appropriate for LinkedIn. Um, a lot of personal stuff. And I'm not saying that you can't bring personal into business, but um so there, I think there's a lot of um, junk that's being put into LinkedIn. At the same time, I think that LinkedIn is an untapped platform in order to spread your thought leadership beyond your smaller group. I chose to create a network that was off of Facebook, um, and I really love it because nobody's making money off of people unintentionally like Facebook. Uh, So, but what is brilliant about Facebook is that it has uh, created a habit for people. They check Facebook all the time. So 
if you're a business and you want somebody to sort of go over into your group or look at your page or something like that, you can you can capture their attention and pull them over into, you know, your store, if you will, in the mall. Because Facebook is the mall that you obsessively go to, right? You never want to miss out. They've done a great job of creating a really bad habit. Um, so the having your own platform is excellent because you're not, um, I'm, I'm not thinking of the word, <laughs> This is what happens when Reliant you turn fifty. What? Yeah, like when they're not taking advantage of um, people when you're mm-hmm. on your own platform. That's what I love. But the very challenging piece is the engagement on those separate platforms because they don't have that habit baked into it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right, and I, I will say on LinkedIn. So, uh, you know, for me, circa in the last. Well, nearly be 18 months now. I've had over 2 million views and gained about 150 last count of, of new clients from LinkedIn. So, you know, for me, Amazing. yeah, putting out my thought leadership and good quality content that actually is practical, I think you're right, LinkedIn is untapped. And it's still, they, they say less than, I think it was 3% of people still post on the platform. Hmm. Um, so look, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, you know, it's certainly untapped. I I totally agree with you. Um, so you talked about, um, you said you started with small women in business and then that was a mistake because of the budgets, but who do you now support? Well, very interesting. So, uh, the smaller businesses at the beginning of COVID and some of the things that I were doing was doing dried up, if you will, which is very unfortunate. So I decided to put all of my focus and attention on really building out the She Leads Media platform. And that's one of the reasons that we launched the She Leads Podcast Network. So we are pivoting our business and we are looking to build out other aspects like uh, creating some very practical, super practical, actionable advice, I like to say, um, uh, courses. Uh, we will be hosting our She Leads 2020 conference online. Um, and hopefully in the coming year, if there's a vaccine and all of it, we're going to do more getting together in person, going on retreats, doing things that go deeper. Um, so the marketing consulting aspect of my business, I will focus on less and I will build up the, the platform aspect of She Leads Media. Right. And, and sorry, sorry, who, who for though? Is it, um, you know, obviously it's women entrepreneurs, but what, what just describe, yep. you know, what sort of stage they're at? Sure. So these are women entrepreneurs that are in the second phase of their career journey. They are very much like me, people who had great success in the corporate world, but they have flipped over to being an entrepreneur. Um, and it's women that not only do they uh, you know, want to be successful entrepreneurs, but they also want to hold a leadership position in their lives. Uh, and what I what I talk about a lot is 
when you lead, it doesn't, leadership is, this is a whole other conversation, but leadership is uh, very different and looks very different than what you might initially think of as a leader. And so cultivating those leadership skills is something that is a very important component of entrepreneurship. So we do a lot of talking about entrepreneurship and leadership for women that are in the second chapter of their career journey. Okay, excellent. And the last section in the bill, or the last couple of questions is, you know, you talked about podcasting, you've got your network, etc. I know you're a podcaster, you've got Sugar Coated, is that correct? Yes. Yes, great, Sugar Coated podcast, uh, which I started listening to, which was, it's great. And you're you know, just someone's listening right now. They've, you know, like you said, they're in their second phase. They've been an excellent corporate person. They're now leading, going out to be a market, you know, let's say they're a marketing strategist, whatever it is, but they're, you know, their brand and their positioning is really important. Or they've been out for a little bit and they're like, you know what? Yes, I've got a lot of content on LinkedIn and other places, but you know what? I don't own it. You know, it's not mine. It's It could be taken away from me at any time. The old, you know, build a house on someone else's land. So what what advice would you have for someone thinking of launching a podcast now? Yeah, one of the really important things to to note is exactly what you say. So when you're posting on LinkedIn, you don't that's not your platform. You don't control that. LinkedIn posts in you know a certain way and somebody can jump right on top of you and, and get more uh, views. So I think it's super important, especially for women, to start a podcast so that they can have their own platform. It's also an excellent means to create a variety of important content. And somebody once said to me, you know, wouldn't you rather be the 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 voice that you own versus being lost in a sea of other voices. You can do so much to promote your own content and create a whole entire ecosystem around the the content that you can cultivate using your own podcast. So I say women, you need to start your own podcast and one of the things that I think is a secondary benefit is as you talk and plan your podcast, you start to uncover your unique brand of content. You need to have who your ideal customer is in your mind at all times so that you can be specifically speaking to them and delivering value for them. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And and do you, with your your um, podcast network, do you produce? So, do you help people with the strategy and production, or do you, you know, just tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Yes. So we do. We do it all. So uh, we do a variety of different things. If you have your own podcast and and you know you know what your strategy is, we would love to invite you to apply to be part of the She Leads Podcast Network. Uh, but we also do help women that have an idea and a concept about a podcast. We help them develop the entire strategy and and everything that goes along with it, the cover art and uh, you know the intros and outros and the music and all the good stuff. And then we help them to produce their podcast on 
whatever basis it is, whether it's a series, whether it's a weekly podcast, monthly podcast, whatever it is, we do all of the editing, all of the distribution. We're sort of a, a, a one-stop shop for it all. Brilliant. Great. And, you know, you talked about uh, a shift from, you know, in person to, to online. Your experience of running online events during COVID, what's been your experience and most importantly, learning so that, you know, uh, we can help others listening now. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I have been very reluctant to. I, I had a. I've been reluctant to move forward with my conference in a in an online world because one of the most beautiful things about the She Leads Conference is that we created this loving, and I know that that sounds weird for like business, but we created this loving environment where there's a lot of incredible information uh, shared and relationships formed that continue on for such a long time. And I didn't think that I would be able to create that same type of feeling in in on the computer. Uh, and so I had pushed off making the decision to uh, even have the event. Um, and I, I decided after prompting from a lot of people that says you can't, you know, that said you cannot not do it. Um, so my experience to answer your question is that I don't think that the virtual events right now are great. Um, I do think that it is important to pivot but I also think it's important to understand the media and the medium and to modify what you're doing so that it, it still delivers the super practical, actionable advice, the, the connections and everything like that. And I am going to do my best to create that type of an environment on December 8th with the She Leads 2020 conference. Um, and I've, I've, attended many, many uh, virtual events, conferences, summits, multi-day, short, it all, and and I've done a lot of observation. I think that if there's anybody out there that's thinking of doing an event, um, you know, maybe if you're a little bit on the smaller side and you don't have a lot of resources, the most important thing that I can offer is, is keep the pace quick, not not too fast that people don't know what's going on, but keep it uh, quick and somewhat condensed because people are strained, they're tired, we're on the computer so much more than we should be. So go in with the perspective of delivering really quick value and then use that to build deeper relationships in the future. Yeah, no, look, that's uh, great advice. And look, you can find out more about Adrian at sheleadsmedia.com. So before we go into the live section, I'd like to talk about our assessment to help you work out if you're going to have a high or low seven-figure business in 2021. Go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment and answer the 15 questions in three minutes or less. Based on your results, you'll get either a free 45-minute strategy call where I'll walk you through exactly the plan based on your answers And also, for those that have done very well in the assessment, a chance to share your success on this podcast, just like Adrian. So go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment. So the next is the live section. So what are some daily habits that help you be successful, Adrian? Well, 100% is getting out and getting fresh air. 
and stepping away from the work. This is a success habit. Another is mindfulness and just taking some deep breaths and getting from my head into my body. I I was doing a lot of living upstairs way too much. And so just sort of doing some grounding exercises, some deep breathing is, is something that gives me clarity of mind and allows me to make better choices. Uh, and another habit that I have um, is that I, I do a lot of masterminding, not in any type of formal way, but with a couple of very close uh, people to me. And we share everything on both the personal side and the business side. And I feel that this is, is a habit of being able to be transparent and that benefits me and I think it could probably benefit others. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I think it's a it's a great way because it can be lonely, especially, you know, I, I set up my business to run it from a hospital bed. So I'm used to working by myself on Zoom. But yeah, it does get lonely. And uh, also a lot of your corporate friends just don't quite understand your world like we understand it. So I think that's so important to have those informal masterminds. So speaking of partners, um, John's your partner. Now he's listening right now because I'm going to send an email to him saying you have to listen to this podcast even if you're not going to share it with him. So what would you like to say to him about the support he's given you through this journey? John, <laughs> uh, John, you have come 180 degrees. When I first brought the idea to him about me starting my own business, my husband, who I love and who is my best friend, um, was not a supporter of my decision. And he gave me a hard time about it. And I was very, very upset. Um, And I sort of set out to show him that I could do it. And my husband is an entrepreneur himself. And so our roles shifted. And he has he went from, you know, being my biggest uh, nemesis to being my biggest supporter. And I, I mean, I don't even know. I I have no words to say how much he loves and supports me and just thinks that I'm the greatest. So I feel incredibly blessed that he is my partner. We'll move into the give section. So what's a charity or community that you're all passionate about and why? I'm very passionate about just women and justice. Um, And so it's what I it's what I live, eat, and breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not one charity in particular, but everything that I do is to give women the inspiration that they can um, choose. They have choices that can benefit them in their lives, and I'll I'll always stand up and you know tell every woman that she can do whatever it is that she wants to do, and so I. I support many different communities and organizations, and what I give is my time and my expertise. Great. And, and what sort of was the, the, the driver of your passion for supporting women? You know, is there a, an event there or is it something, you know, yeah, just tell us a little bit more because I know how passionate you're about it, but it'd be great to hear what, why. I think like so many things, it, it's just personal uh, and it's 
over the course of my career being told everything like it will be a cold day in hell before a woman sits on my trading desk um, to, you know, you need to quiet down, you're out of control. And um, it's just a personal mission to, to demonstrate to women that they don't need to fit into somebody else's box uh, corporate is also something that I don't quite understand because it's not, it, it, it wasn't developed for, to embrace women um, and it puts women behind. And I just think anybody that knows women knows that we're amazing. And so to keep us down in any way is ridiculous. And so I'm just so passionate about bringing those issues to the table and letting women know that they don't need to be controlled. Mm -hmm. Well, I fully endorse, support, live those values. And a charity that I give my proceeds to and a portion of my revenue, uh, sorry, the proceeds of my book, Build, Live, Give, and a portion of my revenue is the Purple House. You can find out more at purplehouse.org.au. So the last section, the rapid fire section Uh where I'll ask you some questions. You give me some rapid fire responses. So the first one is what are your top three personal effectiveness tips? Well, number one is I use my calendar for everything. Anything that I have to do goes on my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't get done. Uh, The second thing is just taking time for myself every day to think and ground myself. And then uh, just having a really amazing support system of, of family and friends. Brilliant. And what technology is essential for running your business? I know that it's simple, but calendar, you know, whatever calendar you want to use that you use, that is essential to running my business. And then something else that I love is Slack and all of the Google Docs sharing um, suite is, has been, I think, a game changer. Yeah, and look, if you, you you're leaving corporate, and I know, you know, you're so used to using Outlook, etc. But oh, I've got to say that the sooner you move to uh, Google, the better. And the other thing, a personal recommendation is the sooner you move to Mac or Apple, yes, <laughs> rather than PC, which we've been brought up in corporate, you'll 100%. have less hair pulling days. And what's the best source of new ideas for you? I think I think quiet time coupled with talking to people. Beautiful combination. And what impact? And this is the last question, actually. I I always um, preface it by saying it's the most important and that's why I leave it last. But what impact do you want to leave on the world? It's so hard because, right, like I'm a person in this big wide world. I mean, I think that I would just like to leave an impact that women are equal. I mean, equality is, is anything that I can do to help promote equality in a, in a meaningful way would be an impact that I would like to leave on the world. Mm, Yeah. Look, I just can't wait to the day that we don't talk about the difference. I know. um, Yeah. All right, Brian. Well, look, it's, it's been amazing having you on. So as you said earlier, you've got a, a live online conference coming up on the 8th of December, uh, now that's uh, New York time, EST. 
Yes, it's uh, Eastern Standard Time, uh, December 8th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We are having a break in the middle because I get it. Uh, (laughs) And it is, well, I'm going to have the most incredible speakers, people that are part of my network and others that are just willing to give their super practical, actionable advice for women entrepreneurs and leaders. Great. Well, you can get more about that at sheleadsmedia.com. Obviously, we're going to have a link in the show notes and also go and find sugar coated in your, wherever you listen to podcasts, there's so many places now, uh, go on and uh, have a listen to sugar coated. So uh, as I said, Brian, having you on and uh, thanks for living your passion and changing that, that corporate where I I know it sounds like you're sort of a, a round peg in a square hole, but now helping people that are in that second phase of their journey um, achieve, you know, success for them a lot faster. So, uh, great having you on and, uh, enjoy your day. Thank you so much, Paul. This was so much fun and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Adrian. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. What a wonderful platform Adrian is building. It's yeah, it's so motivating. And I think it's a gap that definitely needs to be filled. So you can get the fully transcribed show notes, as I mentioned before, at Paul Higgins mentoring, forwards.com forward slash podcast. What is your biggest takeaway from Adrian? Please share on your socials mentioning her and She Leads Media Company. To find out more about her, you can go to sheleadsmedia.com. If you believe someone you know would benefit from the show, please share. They will love you for it. You can also fill out the assessment to know if you're going to have a high or low seven-figure business in 2021. Just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash assessment. Please take action to build, live, and give. Thanks for listening to the Build, Live, Give podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it and leave us a review. It would mean the world to us.